Welcome to the 14 questions. Just welcome. No hello. We got no hello. We're changing it up. We're changing it we're up. Changing finally, it up. I've been bitching about it for weeks and uh, finally go. we're going to we're going to open up a little bit differently. But to those who've uh, listened before, I'd also like to say <laughs> welcome back. See, see, we can we can figure this out. It's it's going to take a little while longer. You know, it's a work in progress over here. <laughs> it's just it's anyway. a constant work in progress. So much, so, so, so much we, refinement goes on here. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, exactly. So before we get into the the, the topic, the thing we're going to discuss um, on this particular podcast, you want to mention? Did you have a good weekend? I mean, what's what's been going on? It's been getting kind of nice. Yeah, it's finally warming up, you know, 80 degree weather and uh, doing landscaping work around the house. And yeah, that's, that's about fun. it. I need to, I need to wash my car so I can drive around with the top down and not have people yell at me. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. I, I was going to say totally other, other than we, we've got it because we, we, because we do a thing in North Carolina, we have to bitch when it, you know, we get cold and rain. It's been so nice here and we get cold and rain. And for any any listeners coming back to the show, you'll know Teddy, who, you know, finds us guests. He hasn't been doing such a good job lately. But actually tonight, Brandon, I was like, as much pouring rain as it was and him running around the yard, I think everything in the house just needs to be terry cloth. <laughs> That's not, I'm no, not, not the worst idea. I mean, the, the couch, he just, he self dries himself on the couch and then he's, he's beds and he's using our pillows and... It, it's it's just a fucking disaster. I mean, we got four days of rain. Oh, I can only so, imagine. I mean, yeah, between between the dog yeah. shedding and just dragging dirt in. I mean, oh my god! It's time for you to go full on nineteen eighties grandmother and just put that clear PVC vinyl on all of your furniture. I think I think that's your no, move. He'd rip through it. It's I, I, I'm going with terry cloth. Like I'm going to order like a like really large towels. And bungee cords. I think that's I mean, the way to go. That's a great idea and concept until you host a sex party and then you do not want Terry Cloth everything, right? <laughs> yeah. The oh day God, after with a UV been, light, you'll be yeah. like, hey, burn it all. Burn it all. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's a hot cheese party? What were those? I don't know. Fondue? I don't so, know. Something Whatever. like that, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Folks, we have not digressed. We're gonna we're we're so we're gonna do a little bit of serious, and then we're we're gonna argue a little bit after the break, and then we'll we'll do some funny stuff to keep it light. But uh, I guess I'll sum it up. We're, we're gonna, we 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 got to talk about a thing. We got to talk about energy prices, um, cars, oil. You know, a war. You know, interesting stuff like that. Yeah, we got all all kinds of things going on in the world. Getting getting out yeah, of a pandemic and into World War Three, right? Or hopefully not. But I mean, know. hopefully not, right? Yeah, we'll we'll see how that all yeah. progresses. I'm, I'm not I'm not an alarmist yeah. by any means, but I'm also like, oh man, doing doing some moving and shaking over there. Yeah, it's it's uh, whatever. I mean, we kind of knew last week. We did a thing on it. It's it's it's. It, it's on the news every night. It, it, at least we're seeing what's going on. It doesn't particularly look good, and um, you know, welcome to a welcome to a war and the interconnectivity of the global markets. You know, for for everything to you know shake up, whether or not that's 
how the countries in Europe are responding, Ukraine's responding, and and this sort of I, I don't I don't even, I don't even know at this point in time like why we're going through this, you know, but. I feel bad for the the Ukrainians and, and those folks. They didn't they didn't want any of this. No, and, and yeah. I mean, my understanding is a lot of the, the the Russian people don't want this either. But you know, when you have a yeah. megalomaniac in charge of things and he's getting up there in years, like one last hoorah, right? Why not? Well, and I saw I saw a tweet just to not to you know underline sort of shittiness, but it's like okay, after a global pandemic in a couple of years. Um, we're supposed to get like the roaring twenties and some fun time. And it's like, we jump from 1920 something to, you know, 1938 or 39 and we're going straight to a, a pretty big, what could turn out to be a pretty big crisis. And that's, that just doesn't feel, you know, right, fun. I, I'm, thank God, you know, it's not in our backyard. Um, but again, we, it's, I, I'm, I'm encouraged to see, you know, the United States and NATO and, and the EU and stuff actually seems to be sort of, you know, pretty, pretty lock and step with some of the stuff. And, you know, and I'm encouraged here too, other than, you know, the, the, the occasional people that are bitching about prices at the pump. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just going to happen. Not, not to mention, you know, supply and demand issues that have influenced that. The other direction during the pandemic when everybody was staying at home for the most part, um, yeah, gas prices are fluctuating. It sucks, but, uh, you know, drive a, drive a more fuel-efficient car. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. And it, But here, so, I mean, it's, there's, we have, you know, listeners around the world, but, I mean, here it's not lost on me that, you know, people want to bitch like, oh, it was, the gas was so cheap. Yeah, gas was so cheap because we were in a global fucking pandemic. Nobody could fly in a plane and, you know, we were under lockdowns. I mean, that kind of supply and demand thing, you know. And now we're in all these weird arguments here about how to solve this problem. And some, some, some of the crap I hear, man, it's just so stupid. Like more oil, oil independence and stuff like that. And it's not until you get into the weeds a little bit, you understand that the... the the complexities and connectivities of the global markets. Yeah. We can't pivot that fast. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately we can't. So, you know, and it, it, I don't think either of us purports to be an expert uh, by any means, but you hear these arguments and it's, you know, five minutes of concerted research and you go, yeah, you're an idiot. Like, you know, yeah. it, I mean, the problem is a lot of people, they, they come up with this stuff or just they hear a thing that fits their confirmation bias, which we talk about a lot. Uh, and then they just shoot from the hip. And it's yeah. like, like, it's sad we live in a state where people are too lazy to come up with their own ideas, you know, or, yeah, or, or to, think or for to, themselves. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's disappointing, if nothing else. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm encouraged, though. I'm, there is some good information out there. And again, it, for listeners that have been around for a long time or new listeners, they might want to know. Um, I, I, I'm listening to Marketplace with Guy Rizdahl, you know, um, pretty regularly. And it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's 25, 27 minutes, um, you know, comes on National Public Radio. They have their own feed. If you want to follow it directly in podcast, but 
they do a pretty good job over there of, you know, synopsizing a thing succinctly. And Guy Rizdahl had um, Justin uh, Ho and um, a few other guests on the other day, and it was surprising to me. So the one thing that they'd sort of pointed out without pointing it out is you don't want to conflate the price of gas with the, with the price of crude because, you know, to just run down the basic takeaways that I had here, that crude oil effectively is 55% of the price of gasoline, the thing we pay for at the pump. So, and then there's refinery markets. Obviously, there's the actual oil, how long these things take from the time you can pump it out to the time it hits our pumps, to the time where, but we're seeing a, we're seeing a very fast reaction, I think, both in the crude market and at the gas pumps for this sort of shock that we're getting here. Because, you know, in America, we're not used to paying, I don't know, nearly five bucks, six bucks a gallon is sort of a thing we don't do here, apparently, until now. Yeah, yeah. Five, five, five to six a gallon compared to, you know, other Western countries is still quite the bargain. I mean, it arguably, arguably, yes. I mean, we've kind of gotten away in something pretty cheap for a long time. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. So they, you know, I'll hit some basic concept here. So crude oil, right? So apparently you either get basically what's called, you know, light, sweet crude, and then how much sulfur's in it. You get into your darker crude and the refineries, the majority of them anyhow in Texas that refine the stuff that actually goes into making the gasoline that we put into our cars, you know, back in the late 90s and the 2000s, pivoted and, you know, basically designed platforms to refine the darker, heavier oil Yeah, to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. And then, you know, it was a gamble, you know, but that's what they thought. And then... You know, we come up with this fracking thing and all of a sudden, you know, what we're drilling here is this sweet stuff in some older dark stuff. And it's like, but okay. So what's happening now is the barrels that are coming out of the ground, folks, the majority of them are going to the world market to be sold elsewhere. And we're having to buy the other stuff that we can refine. Some of that is changing to an extent and what have you, but there, there isn't a, I guess the point, point is that they were trying to make a marketplace is it's complicated. There's not a simple solution to this. You know? Yeah. You can't just flip a switch and, and, and pivot to a thing because, you know, to your point, no. the refineries are built to deal with, with a certain input substance that's different right. from what we pull out of the ground here. Um, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of it, whether it has to do with viscosity or, you know, different mineral content. I, I, I have no idea, but I understand at a base level that it's different and we can't refine it through the same machines and processes Correct. in the exact same way. So that takes time and manufacturing and everything else, which God knows all of that slowed down too. So to expect, yeah. expect a uh, overnight wave a magic wand solve is well I mean, kind of a little preposterous typical. i would say yeah well and so so for folks that was a march 7th um deal over there at marketplace i'd encourage anybody to go to listen to it every day but that segment was really good but yeah to your point brandon i think there's this i see a lot on the on the you know the 
whatever the face spaces in, in the tweets and all that. It's like, well, we just pump more oil. Well, the shit you pump out of the ground isn't the fucking stuff you put in your car. Like, it's a little more complicated. For yeah, us. It's, it's like, that's a know? great idea. And, you know, that would drive yeah. revenue for U.S. oil companies, uh, but it wouldn't drop prices for gasoline necessarily. Um, no, and, or the call for us to cut Russia off. Okay. So then today, March 8th, they kind of touched on that again, because it's a thing that's going on globally. And it's like, well, the United States only buys 3% of its oil from Russia respectively. And then, and you know, it brings it up to about 8% when you get to petroleum, um, distillates, which, which again, it's just as complicated stuff. We don't, I think there's this myopic view that the United States can just, the president can just wave a wand and magically change fucking fuel prices and gasoline in everybody's car. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, he's he's a bigger market influencer than Elon Musk, right? Yeah. All he has to do is uh, just send one tweet and gas prices will go plunging close to zero. I mean, I know the other guy, he, he would tweet and it would happen, uh, except he can't, which is why gas prices are probably high. Well, okay, so you bring a thing up. All right, I'll, I'll, let's, let's, okay, so I'm going to, a few more points and then I got to circle back to what you just said. But yeah, the per barrel of crude oil hit 130 bucks. So that's not good for anybody in the globe. Thank you, Russia, for doing a thing. Um, you know, Ukraine is obviously bearing a much worse, you know, brunt of this considering they're getting bombs dropped on them. So I'm okay with it. And then there was a Quinnipiac or Quinnipiac poll. I guess it's Quinnipiac. At least this gives me some hope. 71% of Americans apparently support paying higher prices at the pump because they actually understand that that's better than having bombs dropped on you, which is, you know, kind of encouraging. I mean, I'd say so, yeah. And that was a, more or less across party lines. I mean, I'll let you people listen to an episode and figure out how that breaks down, but... To your point, before we go to break and pivot to, you know, does consumer behavior actually change given pressures of a particular market, which I'm not totally encouraged in this country when it comes to gasoline, but we'll, we'll get to that after <laughs> or, the break. Or anything for that matter. Or, or anything for that matter. You know, do you remember cheap, that? Fast, better, bigger. Yeah. yeah do you remember uh, the whole toilet paper thing in 2020? Yeah. yeah. I'll, but to, I'll say to, no more to, about it. To to what you brought up about um, tweeting, and I didn't do any research on this. I just heard it today, reported out that um, Elon apparently is they've there's some lawsuit going on because he's not allowed to tweet. <laughs> um, he's got some agreement that was put into place where he actually has to get his tweets approved before they can go out. <laughs> And apparently they're they're fighting that in the courts because Elon is feeling like he can't can't really tweet. Interesting. I'd I'd not heard that. That's I I'd want to yeah, be I'd, I'd, I'd want to be on the on the approval committee because you know then some serious insider trading could happen. <laughs> you know? I mean, so so for folks, Elon Musk, right? He owns a certain company, and you know they they, they frown on you when you when you you know tweet out that you're buying your entire company back. You know, we've got some regulatory rules in this country that you can't just sort of say a thing or two, you know, apparently. So, anyhow, want to leave it there and then take it? Yeah, well, 
take a break and and look at some. So we got to look. We, we Brandon and I need a lo- little longer break tonight because we got to look at a couple of car ads because we love talking about car ads because, as promised, we're going to try to end on a on a lighter note after we argue about a thing or two. <laughs> we would never <laughs> argue. No, never discuss, ever. discuss. Of course, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Well, jump to break. Sure. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. This week, I just wanted to listen to all that reverberated noise. But welcome back to the 14 questions. There you go. Yeah, we're back for break. We had to take a, a, a little bit of a longer one. You know, had to look at some commercials. Yeah, Dan. Dan had we'll me get to watching that. television ads. You know, things I usually skip. Um, no, instead I mean, of it, just it, watching them in succession. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what special hell did I, did I land myself in here where all I'm doing is watching ads back to back to back Whatever. to back to back to back. You like it. You I mean, like that's it. how it feels anyway, watching modern television. You're like, why is this show interrupting my ad stream? Like, get out of here with your bullshit. Fair enough. So we, what were we talking about? We're talking about like, I don't know, um, global oil energy consumption. Yeah, gas prices it's kind going of, up, people being angry about it. It's uh, Joe Biden's fault or whoever's in the office, as long as it's not my party. It's, it's always their fault. It's that one guy in the office. He could just swipe a Sharpie and solve the solve yeah. the gas prices. Yeah. Yeah, because the American president, president can do that. No, not. not yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Just yeah. dump all the reserves and give it away for free. Now, that might be like the, socialism the, or something. I don't know. <laughs> the real the real question here for me is can you know you, you got to look at consumer behavior right see what everyone's doing and then ask you know do these shocks to the system actually change consumer behavior and, it, and arguably you know the pandemic did that globally you know we 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 stopped using pretty much oil flying planes around the world i mean that's a unnatural shock, but you know, consumers will get to a point where they're like, Oh, they'll figure out another way. They'll be like, yeah, one less trip, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause we're kind of, a, we drive cars here in America. We, we, if you, if you, I think I sent you a couple of those links, Brandon, it's, it's extraordinary when you look at the fuel usage over here, how much of the, the percentage goes into transportation, right? I mean, it's wild. I mean, it makes total sense, really, if you think about it. Like, you, on a day-to-day basis, like, as far as fuel usage is concerned, you know, we here in the U.S., we, we're we're a commuter nation, right? And we love cars. And we love cars, but you know, short of a, a, a few major metropolitan hubs, like public transportation is is non-existent. 
in this country. You, you mean, might have you might have a bus yeah. network in like smaller big cities, right? But that's awful. Uh, and then everything else, like you're driving a car, or you're not getting to the store. Yeah, it's it's extraordinary to me. Um, so for for folks, I may have mentioned this in the past, but for anybody listening. Yeah, I sit on, a, on an advisory committee when it comes to alternative transportation for our little small metropolitan here. Um, and it's, it's wild. You know, people kind of assume, well, there's a, there's a path here and I see a sidewalk. But actually, when you, when, you, when you study this stuff and you realize, like, how depleted our infrastructure is for being able to, like, walk around or bike around or, you know, you know, get to a fucking bus or something. I mean, I've traveled a ton in Europe and it's like, you don't have to rent a car there, you know? And here it's just like people, oh yeah, we got a sidewalk. And then they look out front and they're like, well, we don't have one. Okay. Now we don't want one. It's, it's, it's so just bizarre to me. And it's like, oh, it's going to cost a ton of money. Don't do it. You know, it's like, do, do y'all not want options? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't totally... No, we're, we're set yeah. in our ways. But I mean, not that Europe doesn't, <laughs> I mean, not to, you know, not that Europe doesn't consume some gas when it comes to transportation. I think the Germans are like, they're leading the way when it comes to transportation. But 66% on the EIA.gov site that I'm looking at, okay, so this is petroleum consumption by end sectors. 66% is transportation. 3% residential, 1% for all the electricity, 2% for commercial, 28% for industrial. So I, I, I'm okay with this figure if industrial doesn't include, you know, aviation. So if aviation and cars are in the 66%, okay, yeah, that might be a thing. But, but they're, I think looking down this chart, this is... Um, yeah, not that. So that's yeah, it's 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 crazy to me. I mean, not to say that there's, you know, I shouldn't beat up on the U.S. too much. Other than I will, man. You know, my biggest fucking pet peeve here are those school pickup lines. I've yeah, done the math for folks. Four four hundred Karens just sit with their cars and idle. <laughs> And, and it's like, oh, we got Johnny. Who's next? John? Oh, no. Oh, shit. You know, we got, you know, we got, you know, little Lisa over here. Who's who's next? And, and if if anybody's witnessed this, and I'm sure there's lots of parents, I, I ask you, please do a time in motion on this because, you know, you're probably within, I don't know, 20 miles of the school. There's probably a better way, I think, as in, you know, large industrial country, we could figure out how to f fucking drop kids off and pick them up. The drop off is different. The pickup is the one that's just extraordinary. Yeah. People just sit in there. They just sit just idling doo -doo 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 in their cars every fucking day. It, it, it blows my mind. Anyhow, that's my pet peeve. But again, it, it, okay. It, maybe it's not a fair comparison. The, the United States, as you had mentioned before, it's kind of a big country. So, you know, we kind of like, we need cars. We like cars. Yeah. Again, you know, we're, in, we're a nation of commuters. Whether we want to be or not, we are. Yeah, and I think there's some freedom and some, some this, you know, just sort of general, you know, 
America. I, I've, I've had Europeans come here and, and, you know, they didn't, they were kind of scared to drive or they they weren't sure about our roads. And the minute they saw our highways, I will, I will hats off to this. They're like, your highways are like fucking incredible. I went and rented the biggest car. I've had this literally, I've had this said to me, I went and I went back and rented the biggest car I could because your lanes are like, you know, 20 feet wide, <laughs> you can swerve. It's kind of like a Seinfeld, you know, where they yeah, we don't, we take don't mess the line around. out. It's when like, it comes to interstates, no, it's right? Like, no, hell no. Hell no. Now that, I mean, that, at that, least, that generic highway designation can leave a lot to be desired, but the interstates, for the most part, yeah, we'll leave rather and a few other places out. Yeah. Well lit, you know, just like, ooh, you know, sailing along. But uh, yeah, so, so okay, but to this point, we were looking this up, the Kier, so the, the number one selling vehicle in the, sta- in the United States is what? A truck. No, it can't be a truck. I think it's a truck. Nah. No? no? What, what be, it's going to be like a Toyota Corolla or something. I mean, it, yeah, they've got a lot of cars on the road, but the, the Ford F-Series... It, it's it's a pretty big market when it comes to, you know, segments. You can hear the clickety-clack of my keyboard right now because uh, I'm uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing a thing. Well, and I'm sure people will, will tweet at us or bitch or whatever. I mean, if you want to get into this, you could find 20 different opinions on how these these statistics are gathered, which years are gathered. And You're right, man. You're right. It's it's the Ford F series. Yeah. That's it. Number two, Dodge Ram pickup. Number three, Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Three trucks. I, leading the list. Mm-hmm. And a couple of and the Rav four and the Honda CRV. They might as well be the same car. Then the Toyota Camry, Nissan Rogue, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Highlander, Honda Civic, number ten. Another truck. Another truck. Toyota Corolla down there at number 13. <laughs> so what's, what's a Corolla get? Like 20 miles, 25 miles to the gallon? Oh, Lord. It, it's got to be 30? higher than that. Yeah, the, 40? Because the, the Corolla is like they're, they're compact. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be high 30s, low 40s would be my guess. Yeah, I would think, right? And what, what's one of the big trucks, like the Ford F-Series? It's like eight. You know, these days are doing better, right? You know, they're getting 25, yeah. a lot of them. Um, because yeah. we have some new regulations in place that, you know, the individual car, but the entire fleet as a whole from a manufacturer has to meet a minimum standard. So they've nudged the Make trucks fudge. up and then, you know, started yeah. making really economic, as far as fuel consumption is concerned, vehicles. Right. And then over there in Europe, although trucks are getting more popular, not to keep going to Europe, but you look around the world and they, they do it by, by car segments. You know, they want to break it down, make it more complicated. But basically you get some big players over there like Volkswagen Group and obviously, you know, Renault and Peugeot and BMW and, you know, even, even a lot of the, you know, Corollas and stuff are pretty, pretty popular. I mean, doesn't shock me. V Dub sells a lot of cars here. It's because they won't give us their nice cars from Europe. So I get it. But anyhow, yeah. Thank you. But I, I, I'm 
Give me, give me a small engine, you know, turbocharged diesel from Europe. I'll be a happy man. But that's just me. Yeah, or, it, or where you and I were going. So the, the other interesting solution to this whole oil thing that we're doing right now is, you know, when you look at the when you look at the amount of fuel being used by not that I I I love my gas car and it's a floppy box and I love driving it fast, which I have not been doing as of late. Um driving it kind of boringly, drinking tea. Um it and, and I'm kind of pissed off because the EV market right now, I mean, you and I probably what we had this discussion for like two years now. Yeah, give or take. Like it's it's you know me, a couple of our, our other good friends, it's like, we're, we're not, I, it just doesn't feel like they're quite there yet. I mean, other than Tesla's just kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, I mean, Tesla's doing doing some things and everybody else is catching up. You know, the, the biggest thing is, is they're limited by by the amount of energy you can store in, in a finite amount of space that we call a battery. <clears throat> Um, right. And so it boils down to range. Like I've got to have range. I've got to have range. You know, most consumer vehicles at this point, on average, I would say off the top of my head, you fill the tank, you get 400 miles. You know, I mean, you could, yeah, well, I mean, unless you're one of the big trucks, but at least you can go fill your tank, you know, stop. Grab a grab a snack, fill your tank. I mean, we still have a sort of a charging problem here. Yeah, yeah. which I, you know, it, yeah, it just depends on your needs because some people are road trip people and other people are not road trip people because day to day driving, you know, two two hundred fifty to three hundred miles, which a, a good chunk of the new EVs fall into. Like you'll never know; it'll never be an issue for you, but. You know, if you want to take a road trip, then it becomes slightly problematic. Although the, the charging technology has gotten Much significantly better. better. So, you know, 15 minutes, 18 minutes will get you 200 plus miles, which I think is reasonable. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I just, if you know, you and I have had this conversation. Uh, to me, I've talked to some folks that own these cars and I'm, I'm quasi jealous of them now. And everyone says that they should have bought they should have bought a little more range. You know what I mean? Like that, that once or twice a year that you go do that thing and you just don't want to think about it. Um, you know, it's, a, you know, whatever, $5,000, $10,000 upcharge to get yeah. from a couple hundred miles to, you know. It's not dot, insignificant. The mid, the mid threes. No. No. But it, it's also not lost on me that the, the, the Tesla Model 3 was like the, the most popular total electric vehicle as a worldwide unit in 2021. So we're coming out of the cheapest gas prices ever because of the pandemic. And A, this thing was really popular and B, they sold over a half a million of them. And I'm, I'm just wondering like, is, is Elon excited or is he worried because they're not really good at making the cars <laughs> quickly? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Nothing at you there, Elon, if you listen to our podcast, but Seems like you'd kind of want a, a few more factories to build these things real fast. Like, why not? It's kind of kind of amazing, and and the fact that Tesla does what they do. I mean, I'm, I'm a VW driver, and I've driven Audis, and and I'm like, the, the, these folks are you know known for their engineering. It's like, what, where are you folks? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, they've they've all got some catching yeah. up to do. Unfortunately, I I feel like they Just do a little bit. It's... Yeah, and and and, and we'd, we'd be we should we should mention the truck the truck market. So I think on uh, during break we were talking about you know trucks are a big market segment here and and globally now. Um, and what what do we got? We got that that brand new truck manufacturer. Well, they've been around for a while at this point, but you've got Rivian. uh, Okay, yeah, that's the 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 new one. Looks cool as hell and has some really interesting features. Uh, The Ford F one fifty Lightning, which I think uh, is now available, if if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, I mean, you can buy it. They just can't drive it home yet. Yeah, I don't think. And then, uh, you know, Tesla has the Cybertruck, which. Well, you might get yours in 2026 or so. <laughs> it seems yeah. like it keeps getting pushed back for one reason or another. Yeah, it's and, a little uh, nuts. Yeah, that's about it. Other, well, I won't even call that a truck because I, I understand that uh, they're making a uh, all-electric Hummer as well. Oh, which, dear God. Which may actually be available as of now. I'm not sure. I can't recall off the top mm. of my head. Well, and weirdly enough, I think that if you're if you're in a truck frame, you have a big advantage. I mean, it's you know it, the thing's going to weigh like you know going to going to bust up your really nice driveway that you have there because it's going to weigh forty thousand fucking pounds, but it's going to have a really big battery in it, so you could probably like you know drive from the east coast to the west coast, right? I and mean, it's all about like that's kind of what's amazing about the Tesla is that that they actually fit a battery somehow into this thing. It yeah, actually goes and that far. I'm cranking, cranking some range out of it, right? In a small footprint. Mm-hmm. Like here's a four door, you know, sedan, and uh, they get enough battery in it to to do a thing correctly. Yeah. And then you know the truck, wow. because again, as you increase weight, like you consume more energy. So at what point do, does it become diminishing returns? I don't know. I'm no engineer. I mean, fair so. enough. Yeah, fair enough. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I'm and, and again, I just I see you know these people with a, they pull up with a Kia or a Tesla, and I just want to I want to ask them, give me your give me your pros and cons. You know, yeah. right now, hit, hit gas, me with the list. Right? Gas it over four bucks a gallon for premium. They probably just smile at me and get back in their car and laugh. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a bike. I can walk, you know, just work, work around the thing, but yeah. Just pedal power for days. Yeah. So anyhow, you want to do that? You want to end on a funny note? You want to talk about, you know, we've covered and we'll do it again. Like the, the, the funniest ads ever produced, but we decided to look at the car segment. Ransom Google Corey's here in, uh, there's not too many funny car commercials, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to have to do some digging around because of the things you sent to me, yeah, it, yeah they weren't funny. But I don't know if, if funny sells cars either. A couple you, of them were you, funny. I, I mean, I guess we have differing opinions of funny, you know? Well, I mean... It, Moderately, I mean, so, funny to me was having Ray Charles drive around in a car to sell it. Um, 
Which was, I thought that was a, I thought it was a great commercial. It was a brilliant commercial, but you know, of course, the blind man wants to drive a Citroen. Like it's ugly as hell. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that was a Peugeot. Peugeot, by the way. Peugeot. Oh, it's Peugeot. Sorry, yeah, yeah. apologies yeah. to Citroen. Yeah, uh, <coughs> but yeah, you know. So to me, it was funny the the irony of you you make a terrible looking car and. You sold it by having a blind man drive it around. Of course you did. That's that's kind of funny. (laughs) That's what it is. That's my personal opinion. So, folks, it it, for for, and we'll we'll post this on the on the spaces and the places and and the interwebs or whatever. But this is Brad Hansen on Instagram. He's uh, follow retro car retro cars forever. And he does he does a pretty good job of cur- at least explaining how he curated these commercials. I don't necessarily agree with him on these commercials, although he had to do a lot of research to find what he thought were the the funniest car commercials. Which the Ray Charles one was good. Yeah, he, he, you know, it was a good commercial. It's a good commercial. Yeah. But if you break it down and analyze it, you're like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah, it's not particularly funny. You know, maybe to your point, maybe the car commercials can't be funny. I, I want somebody who listens to like send us a funny car commercial. I mean, I found that Cadillac one, which the guy's just kind of like, you know, we, we, you know, he's talking around a pool. You know, this is my pool. We don't take a month off like Europe does, and we do things differently. And what do you say? We, we, you know, we, we left a, we left a car on the moon because we're going back. And then he's like, walks outside and unplugs his Cadillac. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't left, know. We, we left yeah, the keys cute. in it because we're the only ones going back. Yeah. It was, it was braggadocious. Yeah. But. Yeah. Again, not, again. not terribly funny. I don't know. I, I guess yeah, I'm certainly automotive advertising. Like if I think about like car salesmen pitching and hyping cars on you know, cheap local TV ads and stuff. The, the bar is very low. <laughs> it's very low yeah, to begin with. But like, come we, on down we, to we, Crazy we, Henry's. We got tons and tons of cars. <laughs> you know, that that sort of thing. Um. So yeah, the bar's low. I don't know. There might there might be some hope here. I'm looking at some other that I didn't actually dig into, like with dogs, like in the back seats, but. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Volkswagen. Volkswagen's done some phenomenal campaigns, and I remember one of their early Jetta campaigns where it's a shopping cart that's rolling, and the guy runs across the shopping cart and, like, body checks the thing. And that was just the commercial. And all, that, all you saw was, like, the tail light of the Jetta. Yeah, hmm. that, I mean, they, they got they got close to funny. Fiat, Fiat's <laughs> got some close to Funny Skirt, ads, skirting sort of. around the edges of funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Again, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to do my own research and and see if see if I can okay. find something that I consider to be to be to be funny in in the car world because I can't think of anything yeah. offhand that I'm not seeing anything recently. Yeah, I mean, maybe we just did a bar that's just like commercials that make you smile. You know, not. Hilarious. Like we can't use words like funny or hilarious because I don't really find any of these ads funny or hilarious. Yeah. They kind of fall flat. But again, maybe it's are they just cute? Are they charming? 
Are yeah. they funny, humorous? Who knows? Who knows? Anyhow, you want to leave it there since we, uh, we, we, we warned people we'd keep it light at the end. <laughs> we do like covering advertisements that are funny. Yeah, no. And it, 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 some there have been brilliant ads. I just can't think of any in the automotive industry right now. We'll have to go back and 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 revisit that. Not that people have had a sense of humor the last few years, but we'll have to revisit like where are all the funny ads gone? And early days in the podcasting, we we did a whole segment on this, and we found some pretty hilarious ads. So, but anyhow, yeah. Again, there are some good ones out there. Yeah. Cool. You want to leave it there? Yeah, I think that's a good point to jump off. All right. Till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Pubhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.